and welcome to Two Pills Podcast. In our Two Pills Tips, we briefly go over a topic in teaching, such as an active learning strategy or an innovation in ed tech or even a current event in health sciences education. These episodes are shorter than our full interview episodes, so hopefully you can listen to them on your way to class or, in this case, on your way to online teaching. If you have an idea for a two pills tip or someone who we should interview, please send us an email at twopillspodcast at gmail.com. That's T-W-O pillspodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at twopillspodcast or on our website. I am not claiming to be an expert on any of these ideas, and all of this information is freely available online. Check out our website, twopillspodcast.com, for links to resources. So you might have heard we have this little thing going around called COVID-19, and because of that, most of you who teach are now doing online course delivery. So hopefully by now, everyone has made it through the initial shock of this quick switch to delivery. Uh, For most people, I think this occurred over spring break. As we wrap up our final lectures of the semester, I just wanted to give some tips on how to infuse a great deal of active learning into our new environment. Will teaching be the same as it was in January? No. Will it be perfect? (laughs) No. Will students still learn a great deal and faculty enjoy their teaching? Absolutely. Feel free to send us an email if you have some great tips for a transition to online active learning. The first thing that kept coming up when I was researching this topic was creating community. So one of the major hurdles for online learning and our current quarantine restrictions is isolation. I read one comparison of learning to exercising. If you go to group classes in the gym, you're motivated, you have a sense of community, and you commit to showing up with the others in the class. If you have a treadmill at home, it's up to you to show up and power through. It's much easier to make excuses and inadvertently miss deadlines if it's just up to you. With all being online course delivery, we don't necessarily have the classroom that's our typical group setting. So we need to emphasize the sense of community that we're providing students just in a different way. It's recommended that we build connected, caring communities for our online students, and the extent to which we respond and provide reassurance that we're here from them goes a long way in establishing relationships and building a sense of trust. It's amazing how receptive students are to a quick email turnaround or quickly um, and timely feedback, um, especially feedback that's specifically targeted to the assignment that's submitted. This doesn't all have to be email, though. It can be things like chatting over Zoom and things like office hours, discussion boards, emails, and comments on assignments. By having these varied types of communication, it also encourages students to log into the course frequently, and frequent logins helps to keep students on track and aware of their assignment due dates. The ultimate goal is for the students to feel that they're part of a collaborative atmosphere with the professor as well as other students. And this will ultimately help with retention and performance of students in the course. I think this can also be done by reaching out to your students, especially if, say, they're your advisees. They may be facing things like housing instability, food insecurity, financial issues. They may be worrying about health issues for themselves or their family members and things like that. I also think it's important if you're a course coordinator or a course director, if you notice a significant change in a student's performance, I think it'd be worth reaching out to them or have their advisor reach out. I teach a course for students that that are pretty early in their program, and so I reach out to those who are less successful 
typically, you know, we'll reach out if students are very low performing. But in this case, I just want to make sure um, with this change and how early they are in the program that to let them know what resources are available and to let them know it's okay to ask for help. They don't need to feel like they have to tough it out um, in this big environmental change. For the faculty member, this switch to online teaching requires even more advanced preparation, I think, than live in-classroom teaching. The first thing you'll want to do is decide how are you going to interact with the students. There's a lot of different ways to do this, and I just recommend that you are consistent. Because let's say you're teaching and you're trying to manage a chat box and maybe raising hands function and students unmuting, all that kind of thing. You really want to lay it out from the beginning how they should interact with you. There's also things like message boards, um, voice threads, those kinds of things that are available. I also highly recommend taking some time to learn your technology really well. You can reach out to your course design resources. I found YouTube tutorials to be very helpful. You want to do your research on the video conference or the VoIP software that you're going to be using. If anything, just so that you feel more confident when you're teaching and working with the students. In addition to teaching yourself about this technology, like any new idea or active learning strategy, try a pilot. It's going to really help you to figure out what you may be missing or um, what issues you may run into. When I first tried the whiteboard function and then the virtual small groups through the breakout rooms, I tried it with my P4 students who were on rotation. In doing this advanced preparation, you're going to feel more confident and more in control when you get in front of an online classroom filled with students. It's also recommended to incorporate as much direct interaction as possible. So engage with the students in frequent dialogue and provide students the opportunity to ask and answer questions. You want to encourage them to ask questions and even establish opportunities for them to take charge of their learning with things like student-led presentations. The more direct involvement your students have in the course, the more invested and productive they'll be. Again, like any new technology or active learning, clear instructions are really important in anticipating their questions. So when you post something, make sure the content is clear, it's posted in the right place, and that even simple things like your links work. In addition, when it comes to feedback, strong rubrics are going to help with clear expectations and proficiencies um, and to help guide the learning. Students can get frustrated when these tools aren't clear, they aren't provided, or they're not used in delivering feedback. And what it requires of them is they then have to send us an email or something like that. It's not like they can just talk to us after class um, like how they normally would. I've also personally found that it seems like students need more reminders now than when we were interacting face-to-face. -face. And I think part of that is because they're not studying in groups, they're not um, seeing each other day-to-day -day where they can ask each other questions. The other thing to keep in mind is I think they're probably receiving a lot of information and emails from all of their courses. So while we still want them to be responsible for their assignments and showing up to class, Setting up those additional reminders and that scaffolding um, to set them up for success is really going to be important. And then finally, I think it's important to just be yourself and convey your enthusiasm. These courses can still be really fun and enjoyable. So infuse your personality into how you communicate with them, whether that's verbally, on recording, or in writing. Engage them with um, humor and a positive outlook. And I think it's important to take this experience as an opportunity to be creative. Um, it's going to help your creativity and your communication skills. And so when we switch back 
to non-online course delivery, we still may may be able to use a lot of things that we've learned during this time. I hope those were helpful for you. If you have any tips or things that have worked well for you, feel free to shoot us an email at twopillspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks.